Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Glory to God. Today we are starting a two-part series that I'm titling Set Apart. And um, for those of us that, if you started this year, we, we kind of did this on Tribe Thursday during our House of Prayer services on Thursday nights. Um, I taught a little bit of this. I don't know if anybody here can remember um, as far back as February. But we just used it to pray. But I want to share a little bit from um, that topic. But before then, I want to, because we talked about forward and going forward, my prayer is that every person at the tribe, or any person, regardless of where you're watching us from, whether you belong yet or not, I want you to be able to look forward to the future with faith. And I want you to be excited about the future. Why? Because God is at work. Amen? I hope all of us know we know how this story ends. We know how the story ends. We know it ends in victory. Hallelujah. We know it ends in victory. We know how God has authored the end of our story. Because at the end of the day, our story is his story. Amen? Because God is the author and finisher of our faith. So it is your duty to find out how your life has been written out by the Lord. And walk in that script. And walk in that which he has authored concerning you. Hallelujah. But regardless, I want you to look forward to your life. And look forward to the rest of your life with excitement and joy. Knowing what God has in store for you. Hallelujah. And because we know what he has in store for us. We are reminded that we are not accidents. Amen. You're not a mistake. I don't care the circumstance of your birth or the circumstances surrounding your family. You may come from a family where it's your um, single parent or divorced or um, it's even possible you may have been told that you were a mistake. But regardless of what you are told, the Lord is telling you this morning that you are not an accident. You are not a mistake. Hallelujah. For the Lord says that he knows the plans that he has for us and they are of good. And he told prophet Jeremiah that before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Amen? In Galatians 1, Paul tells us that in his mother's womb, the Lord called him. So all of us, God has intentions for us. Amen? Amen? He's not trying to figure it out. He's not trying to figure out like, oh, this person has made a mistake. Then the Lord is surprised. Do you think God gets surprised? Anyone? Who thinks the Lord gets surprised here? To my knowledge, only Jesus, uh, it was recorded that Jesus marveled or was astonished. This was um, in Luke at the 
faith of the centurion, but that's not what we are going into. But God is not surprised about the circumstances in your life. I hope you know that. Are we together? So it is our duty to find out what God has said concerning us and to walk in that line. Hallelujah. Amen. So um, Paul in Galatians 1 said that from his mother's womb, God had set him apart. God had called him by the grace of God for the sake of the gospel. But the word set apart, um, why I really jumped on this was from Acts Acts 13, 1 to 3. You know, we were doing this series on Acts. In a way, we've not finished, but we will get back to it. So Acts 1 to 3, we'll read it together. And I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version. It says, Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manain, a lifelong friend of Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. Listen, this part I want us to concentrate. But while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Verse 3. Then after the fasting and prayer, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Amen. Let us jump to 2 Timothy 2 verse 2. Two verse twenty, sorry. Second Timothy two verse twenty. Are we there? Okay. It says now in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Hallelujah. Set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Amen. Set apart. Like I said, because we are not mistakes, God has plans for us. God has plans for his righteous ones, for his sons, his daughters, every one of us. The work that the, that the Lord has called us to do is not just what you see the pastor do. All of us are called to feed the body and to bless the body. Amen? We are called for the work of ministry. Hallelujah. Every one of us have a job. We have a role to play. And we are co-laborers with the Lord. So I want you to know that, especially the righteous ones. And in Psalm 4, the, uh, the psalmist tells us that God sets the righteous or the godly apart for himself. So this word I'm saying set apart, set apart, what, what, what does it mean? It means to separate, to consecrate, to sanctify, 
to make holy a person, a place, or even a thing. In the Old Testament, we will see how God would tell, um, God gave directions to Moses on how to build the temple. You know, you lay down the patterns and told him how to build the temples and what kind of objects would be used to serve. And they were, the priests were to set apart those specific objects so that, and make and consecrate them, make them holy. Why? For the work of ministry. Amen. And several times in the Old Testament, we will see that God will separate specific people, set them apart for what he wanted to do in that particular time or season. And that meant him consecrating them, or in other words, anointing them for a specific task. So in the, under the Old Covenant, only few had the privilege of being set apart. Yes, the nation of Israel were, you know, the Lord's chosen and they were set apart in a sense, but even in the nation of Israel, not all of them had that privilege to experience the Holy Spirit and to experience the power of the Holy Spirit and to work in a sense for ministry. So the priests, right, were consecrated and set apart to minister to the Lord, right, and minister to the people. Then certain times throughout the, um, in the Old Testament, we'll see certain prophets were anointed or set apart so that they will speak as the oracle of God, right, or speak on behalf of God. So only few persons had that privilege. But we now under the new covenant, amen, by the power of the Holy Spirit as promised and prophesied by Joel that the Spirit of the Lord will be poured out on what? All flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy, see visions and dream dreams. That all God's children are anointed ones. That we are marked, that we are consecrated, that we are sanctified. That we are being made holy. So God has set us, every one of us, he's calling you for a specific task, for a specific duty to serve him. He's calling you to, set, he's setting you apart for the work of ministry. Amen. So we, all of us here, have that, like God has intentions for you. And it's our duty to find out what that is. It is our duty to find out what that is. Um, I don't know if you know, but our vision at the tribe is to know and make known, can we say it together, the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through his son, Jesus Christ. I saw some of you mumbling. I forgive you. God bless you. Um, I pray you learn that. But um, that's our vision as a house, right? Tribe, the tribe assembly. But um, our, as, uh, our senior pastor, our lead pastor, Pastor Fedi, um, share the vision for not just the year, for the entire decade of, uh, and for the life of our ministry. The, um, titled, this year, titled what? Go. And it is inspired by the Great Commission in Matthew 28. And that is the vision for the entire body of Christ. Amen? The Great Commission is not for some people. All of us are called to it. Do we agree? So the Lord, at the end of his ministry, after spending three and a half years, you know, doing miracles, teaching, 
what happened? He tells them that, see, I want you to wait for the power of the Holy Spirit, but I want you to know that you are to go into all the earth and make disciples of all nations, teaching them and baptizing them in the name of the Lord, and baptizing them in the name of the um, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey my commands. So all of us are called to go. Amen. It is not for specific people. Every child of God is called to the Great Commission. We are commissioned by God. Amen. Are we together? Tribe, I need feedback this morning. Are we together? Is the weather too cold? Amen. So, but you know, God does not send strangers. Hallelujah. He doesn't send strangers. He only sends who he knows. Isaiah 6, what happens? God invited Isaiah into his presence. And for the first time, Isaiah saw how holy God was. I said, woe is me. He said, I'm, I, I was born in sin. But after the angel consecrated him, right, God was now asking, who will I send to these people? And Isaiah said, what? Here I am, send me. Right? First, the Lord invites us to know him. And before, before even making him known, he invites us to know him. So before you go, before you are sent, he invites you to come. Hallelujah. When he met the disciples, the apostles, he did not just recruit Peter and his brother and just say, look, drop this and start going. He spent three and a half years with them, teaching them his ways, ministering to them, amen, doing life with them. He told hallelujah, because you don't send, do you send a baby to represent you in court? You can't send a baby to represent you in court. Or you cannot just pick someone from the street and tell the person to represent you in court. The person does not know your case. The person has to know you. Hallelujah. So God does not send strangers. He doesn't work with strangers. He works with people he knows and that know him, that know his ways. Hallelujah. This is a call for you to spend your time knowing him so you can make him known. Amen. 1 Peter 3.15 says, but in your heart, this is the Amplified speaking, it says, set apart Jesus Christ as Lord. In your heart, set apart Jesus Christ as Lord. C.S. Lewis, I repeat this all the time, C.S. Lewis says that uh, Jesus was either a liar, a lunatic, or he is truly Lord. So when we um, I was hearing a preacher speak about two weeks ago. Sometimes we just say, Lord Jesus. Lord is not a sexy term. Do you know what it means to be Lord? It means he governs everything. Amen? So if you come and say, Lord, I worship you. Are you, are you saying Lord or you're saying love of my life? Is that how it's pronounced? That's L-O-M-L, no? 
Amen. Jesus is Lord. But first, you know, he introduced himself to us as, introducing God to us, he introduced God as what? As Father. Amen. Speaking to the Samaritan woman, he says that the Father is seeking true worshipers. Amen. So God wants intimacy with you. God wants to know you and he wants to be known by you. Are we together? So before you go, I want you to stay with God. So that you will know him and know his ways. In your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. In your heart, set apart God as Father, as Abba. So that you have intimacy with him. I was just thinking the other day and I was saying so many of us have lost that fire that we used to have. Can you remember when you first got born again? You did not want anything but Jesus. You will study the word for days, hours. They will come and tap you to give you food. All you wanted to do is stay in the presence of God. Your heart was yearning for him. Every fiber of your being yearned for God, for his presence. You wanted to stay in his presence. You just find out that you've spent four hours and you just realize that it's not enough. You, you always wanted more. What happened? What happened? Why has the fire doused? Why is it doused? Why is it no longer there? Are you so distracted by the worries and fears and anxieties of life? What happened to you? You carry the Bible now and it's a chore for you. I'm not even going to be talking about coming to church or any of those things, no. But that's intimacy. Spending time with him is now a chore for you. It's now a bore. You feel burdened just being in his presence. Why? What happened to you? We come, we sing amazing songs like, you, I, want to, I want to burn for you. But in so many ways, we are being hypocritical. Because we, are just, we just want the melody. If, that's, if the wording, if that song was stripped of its melody, will that be your honest prayer and testimony? The other day I was just thinking, I think one of the songs that um, we are most hip- hypocritical about is Oceans. <laughs> we love the song, You Call Me Out Upon the Waters. Where feet may fail, but God is telling you go, and you want to tie your shoe, or you want to buy canoe. You want everything to make sense. We love this song so much, but the wordings we don't live for it. What happened? This should not just be the only place that you are seen to be burning for God. What happened? You used to love, love spending time with him. But the fire has grown cold. 
Come back to your first love. Amen. Come back to your first love. Come back to your first love. In your heart set apart Christ as Lord. In your heart set apart God as Abba Father. You must see him as that. Amen. Because before we go, we have to stay. And he calls us and he says, come unto me, all of you who are heavy, are burdened heavily. Come and drop it at my feet. So we, we just keep going. We, you've, we've become zombies in the world where we just, it's just day after day. You wake up, you brush, eat, Netflix, work, sleep, cycles, cycles, cycles. And you've forgotten who you are. And you've forgotten whose you are. But God is reminding you this morning. Now come back to my, come back to me. Hallelujah. I read Acts 13 because I wanted you to see how the Lord wants us to stay with him practically. Acts 13, 1, three. Acts 13, 1 to 3, it says, while they were worshiping the Lord, this is verse 2, and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, so they were already, what, spending time with God before he now said, set apart for me, what, Saul and Barnabas. Are we together? So it is in the place of communion that you know where you are commissioned to. Amen? It is in the place of intimacy you know where he is sending you to. You don't just walk around in this world like zombies. Because like I said, you are not a mistake. So your life should not be led like, you should not be living haphazard lives. We should live with intention. And the only way we can live with intention is if we are intimate with the Father. Communion will lead to the commissioning. Amen. In your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. So I also read Second Timothy 2, and it talks about how in a great house there are different kinds of vessels, some gold, some wood. And is it not interesting, it did not tell us that the wood was better than the gold, or the um, gold was better than the silver. It just told us that in the great house, there are many vessels. The, the value of those vessels is what they'll be used for. Said some are used for honorable use, some for dishonorable use. But it now says, if a man cleanses himself and sets apart himself as holy and consecrates himself, he will be a vessel unto honor for the work of ministry and will be useful for every good work. Hallelujah. So when we are intimate and we have communion with the Father and we set apart our hearts, our very lives, all that we are, 
it doesn't matter whether you look like gold or wood. What God is concerned about is if you are useful. Is if you are useful. I was watching, um, and I were watching um, a particular sitcom, and this man, he's a very wealthy man, and he's used to giving his wife expensive jewelry. And at the anniversary, they wanted to exchange. Um, she, was, she had gotten him a very expensive watch, and he thought, because he, lit, he kind of coded that she got the expensive watch, but <laughs> he had been spending time in pottery class, and he made this bunny for her. Honestly, it did not look like a bunny, but he, he said it was a bunny anyway. And it was because he used to call her his bunny. So he made this thing that looked like a bunny. And when he gave her, she thought there was jewelry in it. She was so excited. She just said, oh my God, there's a bunny. The gift is inside. She broke it. And the guy just said, oh, maybe it's the wrong one. And he turned and he went crying. It was her son that told her that you're being foolish. Like he spent time and he made this out of love. This was the actual gift. Not the expensive jewelry. Amen. And just think about it. If you were to give a, ch- a baby, a two-year-old gold, it will know what to do with it. Oftentimes, we are the ones that place value on things collectively. But God is placing value on your usefulness, not how you look. And he's saying the only way you'll be useful is if you set yourself apart. If you consecrate yourself, if you sanctify yourself. But do you know the beautiful thing? I don't care. The, the closest way home, regardless of how far you go, you've gone, is to turn back. Amen? Is to turn back. The shortest way home, if, you're, you're, if you seem lost, is to turn back. Hallelujah. So this is an opportunity this morning to say, Lord, I, I want... Not just that, how I used to feel about you, but I want even more. I want to hunger and thirst for you. Your prayer should be this week, Lord, bless me with hunger and thirst for you. Revive my heart, oh Lord. That should be our prayer this week. Amen. So that as we, as we set ourselves apart, we will be what's useful for every good work. See, there is no limit to what God can do to a God can do through a surrendered life. There is no limit to what God can do through a surrendered life. Possibilities are endless. But only when we surrender do we see what God can do. And he's not asking that you surrender just your left arm or your right arm. He says he wants all of us. Because he gave us all. He gave us everything. Amen. He gave us his very son. 
So he's not saying, give me a part of yourself. He's saying, set yourself apart so that I will be known by you and you may know me. Hallelujah. He's very much interested in that part first before we go. Glory to God. So come back to your first love. Come back to your first love. I don't know how far you've gone. I don't know. You may feel dull. You may just be attending church and it may just feel like a chore. And it feels like you're just going through the motions. But God is saying this morning, come back to your first love. In your heart, set me apart. In your heart, crown me as king. In your heart, crown me as Lord. I want you to see me as Abba Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, it is my opinion that God is more interested in faithfulness than fruitfulness. Because we may spend our time thinking that by staying busy in ministry, we are doing things, we are, we are fruitful. God is, when, see, when we, when, we are, when we are gone into glory and we are before God, what does he say? Well done, good and fruitful servant. He says what? Well done, good and what? Faithful servant. That's what he's asking of us. Now, I'm not putting down fruitfulness, but I'm saying, see, what he's asking is that consistent, deliberate, intentional worship of him and doing what he has commanded us to. And your fruitfulness will be a byproduct of your faithfulness. There's no way you'll be faithful that you'll not be fruitful. But we confuse productivity with fruitfulness. That's one of the things that happens to us. Amen. Amen. This morning, God is calling us and he's reminding us to come back to our first love. I don't know where you are in your spiritual life right now, but I know you're not too far if you turn back. You are closest to him when you turn back. And that's my prayer for every one of us, that you set apart in your heart Christ as King, as Lord, and God as Abba Father. Can we just bow our heads? Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.